Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. There's nothing better than some community, and uh, we have enjoyed the community pubs, and the live version of the community pub happens at Mobile Tech Expo. Looking forward to the community pub night at Mobile Tech 2022. Sheldon, what can you tell us all about it? So that will be Friday the 28th. That's the opening day of the show for the trade show floor. Immediately following the close of the floor at five o'clock, we'll all exit. And right there, we will have some tables, some, you know, step and repeats, and of course, free beer. So we'll have many kegs. Uh, in 2020, we burned two kegs in like a whopping, you know, 12 minutes. So obviously you're going to order some more this time and hopefully we can uh, make that last a little bit longer. But we're going to try to have some, you know, fun games where it challenges you to go talk to someone that you might not know, maybe someone in a different industry and try to embrace that community feel and, you know, make some connections and hopefully, you know, make a connection that's going to make you some business down the road. So that's the whole goal here. We did hear out of 2020 that there was dent and detail people that linked up in cities and they actually shared business together afterwards. So it is a very vital uh, party in a sense, right? Come out, drink some beer, get to know some people and who knows what can happen when you're inside of community. So Sheldon, looking forward to it. That's Friday the 29th, correct? That's correct. Uh, No, the 28th, Friday the 28th immediately following the trade show and it'll be right outside the doors. You can't miss it. Uh, no need for drink tickets or anything. Just head on up to that bar that we'll have and there'll be a nice cold beer waiting for you. But they do need to register for the expo at mobiletechexpo.com. And if they want to save 15%, I mean, who doesn't want to save some money? <laughs> Use discount code PINTS so you can save 15% and then come yep, yep. get some free beer at the community event. Yep, yep, absolutely. Can't wait to see everybody there. Thanks, Sheldon. All right, cheers. Hi, right, welcome to the Pines of Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me on Facebook with Nick at HyperClean Specialist. It's a fun new group that we started, having a lot of fun doing it. But if you want to reach out direct, go to 918-800-1188 and shoot me a text direct. This is the community pub and we already got a full house looking forward to it i am drinking a most random beer as i've started venturing out into uh some different ones from a uh a store that we mentioned before aldi uh was running back through to grab some stuff i know nick it's super funny isn't it and uh this one doesn't give us any kind of information other than it's holland (laughs) now this is the knockoff version of right what other beer comes in a green type bottle? Anybody That's remember? Heineken. Heineken, right? So this is a Heineken knockoff. And uh, listen, if you got an Aldi close and you like Heineken, <laughs> hey, it's not a bad shot at all. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Listen, I want to welcome back Kevin. Kevin, man, it's great to see you. It's been quite a few, uh, quite yeah. a few months. How was the yeah. summer? How'd everything go for you? Oh, pretty well. We were, um, you know, our business, um, you know, is, is growing. We've uh, added a couple new operators, and um, but we needed to get all our manuals up to date and, and some other things. So we've been meeting, the four partners are spread across Montana here, Ohio and North Carolina. So we rely on Zoom meetings and trying to get stuff done. And, and it's just been a uh, long process. I mean, we have, we all own our own businesses and we're managing this group. So uh, yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, there were also a few, you know, honeydew things thrown in there uh, where, you know, it's like, well, I guess I won't be on tonight. So, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's great to be back. I've uh, followed the, the uh, uh, all the uh, pints and polishing podcasts and glad to be back part of the community. So definitely man community. Hey, yeah. I like sure. it. Speaking of community, we will be back at the Mobile Tech Expo 2022 stage and we'll be up there recording episodes. We look forward to everybody joining us there and uh, we will see you at Mobile Tech. But I know tonight there is some tension in the air around 
what happened last week? What was going on? Where are we at in the industry? And Alex, you sent me a message saying, hey, you want to chime in? So, man, thanks for hopping in. What, what's your thoughts? Um, so, yeah, I mean, so we did we did our podcast last week. Um, we heard some some good things about it. You know, obviously numbers were down, um, but people were spending. Right. And then I was listening to your guys's podcast the other day and I thought Nick had a really good point when he said when he was talking about, you know, the importance of the detailing industry to SEMA, you know, where do we fall in that, you know, does SEMA really respect the detailing industry with the way that it kind of puts everything. And so I had messaged Nick and that's why I wanted to jump on here was to throw it out. Um, the flip side of that, like does the detailing industry respect SEMA or care about SEMA to want to be there, you know, that way too? Um, you know, so just kind of a same thing Nick's saying, but from the other side of it, you know, because I mean, a lot of a lot of the big companies just pulled out and said, we're not going. So what are their thoughts or what are their... Hey, Alex, what was that? It was 2021 was what? The year of the pullout. <laughs> Started at Mobile Tech, went all the way through SEMA. Every brand did a wonderful job of pulling out. They sure did. But yeah, so I mean, that was kind of the thing I, I said to him, you know, I, I messaged Nick and said, hey, you know, like, this is my, my look at what, what he said, you know, and, and, you know, is that, is that the case too? I mean, do the, do the detail companies just not really care about yeah. SEMA as much to put the effort into it? And maybe that's why SEMA. Maybe they know, didn't, haven't really gotten the amount of value back out of what they spent. I'm not sure. That's I, I, true. I want to toss that around to a couple of different people. I think it's a really great question. Uh, Mike, you've been in the industry many, many years. Have you, Seem ever been a thing for you? Um, no, not me. And I haven't been in the industry that long, so um, it's, oh, it's I, my bad. It's on, it's, it's, it, it's on my bucket list to go to, but quite frankly, I'm not going to walk a mile to go see a booth, and then walk another mile to go see another booth if they're. You know, I'll let Alex do the recon next year. And um, <laughs> if they're not all clumped together, I'm not wasting my time and money. Yeah, um, people, I think that, Mike, that's, such, that's such a great point, though. That's my – Alex has brought this up, and I've been thinking about it since he messaged me yesterday. The problem is when everybody pulled out of mobile tech, they said they pulled out because they wanted to invest in SEMA. That that's the weird part about this is that I agree. I don't think, and look, the PP, I shared this on the episode, the PPF industry has a big dog on the block and expel and somehow expel organized or had a hand in putting itself smack dab in the middle of every PPF company. Yet go down the list of any big, detailing supplier and it's as if they want to isolate themselves from everyone else so that's what i think is is a real honest question about this is how do so many other industries that are really detailing adjacent like ppf and tint have their shit together at sema and we don't and it probably comes down to the company's that are the leaders saying, hey, we need to be all in this area. I'm not going to isolate myself. I want my customers to be able to come see my booth. Now, I don't know that for a fact. I'm digging on that with some people I know that are involved in running SEMA. But it's an excellent question of they say they value it. Because remember, Mobile Tech Vegas was not attended because we're going to invest in a few weeks. We're going to go to SEMA. Everybody knew that wasn't going to happen, but they didn't have a problem saying they were going to be at SEMA before they pulled out two or three different, you know, two or three weeks later at a group. So that's the strange part of this is I agree with you. How much do they value it? But all their words and all the things they say every year is they value SEMA over every other show. So I, I, I'm a little bit confused by it as well, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it is confusing altogether, no doubt. Bruno, I know you said you had some uh, 
some thoughts what are your thoughts man so like i've never been to sema um but just hearing from what everybody's experiences are um especially this year and listening to the podcast that you and nick did a couple days ago talking about sema um I, i feel like uh the deep the detail industry should have its own little area, you know, at SEMA, you know, that way they're not scattered around. And like, you know, Mike brought up, like he doesn't want to walk miles just to go see somebody like, you know, let's just say, you know, you guys hyperclean had a, had a booth in a different hall than let's just say like Sonax. Right. And, you know, he wanted to visit Sonax and he wanted to go visit you, but it's like a, it's a hike. You know, it, it's it's not designed for the detailers to, you know, freely walk around like they, they would at MTE. You know, I mean, SEMA is a huge event compared to MTE. So let's just make that, you know, clear. But uh, I feel like if like, like the detailing industry got together and just got had their own hall or something, I, I don't know how they would get that done or anything like that. But if they can, that'd be great. It'd be beneficial to the detailers, you know, it would be like the same thing as like mobile tech where everything is, you know, pretty much close knit and you can pretty much walk around and, you know, hit a booth, you know, every, every minute, if you really wanted to. So Bruno, are you saying you think there should be an association that keeps us all together? That's what I was just going to say. Something, I mean, it's something maybe international. Yeah. Who, you know, don't they have one of those? Isn't there, isn't there something like that out there? But, but where is it? Right. This know. is this is why this is why Bruno, you're so right, man. This is why Who, I walked. Who's in the there. president, man? You can call him. And I, I literally said, "How is Expel in the middle of all this?" And then I look around, and dude, if you guys would have seen where some of the big names in our industry were at at the show, you would have been like, "Why are they in the middle of nowhere?" I mean, they're not even one of the biggest personalities from detailing that was there was literally on the edge of the show doing demos. And if you didn't trip over their booth by accident, you'd have never known it was there. That's incredible to me because it's not really fair, right? It's not really fair that they got relegated to that spot, but who did they have to join, right? They Mm -hmm. couldn't say, hey, can you put me next to this person or that person? Because everybody in the West Hall, okay, was a couple of the small brands, a couple of big brands of detailing, none of them together. Then you had to walk like a mile and a half to get to the next detailing booth. And I'm looking at the map and I'm like, with, with the way SEMA is this year, we still can't put at least five or six brands together scattered throughout the show. Like they just don't do that. And they never, and by the way, just so we were clear about this year, they've never done that for detailing. We remember when SEMA got big, there was like a four mile difference between detailing brands halls to where another detailing brand ended the show. That isn't the the way any other part of the the SEMA show runs. Wheels and tires and things like that, they all have their own little space, even like chintzy little like tchotchkes from, from, you know, manufacturers that come over from from the Asian market or something Mm -hmm. like that. They even are grouped together (laughs) at the SEMA show. Detailing, not even close to group together. It's the most bizarre thing ever. So, so that, Greg, while I you were there, Greg, while you were there, what did you see? What was it like there? Hey, everybody, Greg Masterson. Thanks for having me on the uh, community pub tonight. Community, community. Uh, so yeah, I did a sense. I did attend SEMA this year, 2021. Uh, I was listening to a little bit about what Nick said. You know. Um, SEMA 2021 this year, I thought it was a disappointment. And the only reason I thought it was a disappointment was for the people who actually paid money to have a booth there. It was, it was obviously SEMA was a very big expense, but there was no extra crowd there. It was like only the people that were really working the booths were there. And I, I keep, I kept asking people, Hey man, is, was it crowded today? And they're like, oh, it was, it was busy today. But I look around, there's nobody there. You know, it's like I could see clear across the entire hall from one booth. It was crazy. And uh, I asked a lot of other people what they thought about it. There was one plus that a couple of people talked about. They talked about how the leads that were at this year's SEMA 
were stronger leads because you didn't have the circus show around there. Usually there's a lot of people that go to SEMA that aren't supposed to be there. <laughs> they, they have no real business being there. They're just there to party and check out the cool cars. Sorry about that. Check out the cool cars. And uh, the this year, um, those people all weren't there because they, they didn't have any reason to go. So supposedly there was a lot of stronger leads, but at me as a person that works in this industry, I felt like this year SEMA was like being a performing artist, like a singer rapper, and there's nobody at your show, but you're having to sing your songs and you're having to rap your songs. Oh, and yeah. We've all yeah. been at that bar where there's that guy on stage singing and nobody's paying attention to him. That's a rough stage where you're like, golly, I feel for that dude. Yeah. So they, Greg, like, Greg, what do you think? How is there an answer to SEMA putting us all together? Or why are we so strung out all over the place? You know, I, I think that the setup with SEMA is a little weird because they want to give you, um, you know, seniority that you've been in this SEMA convention a longer time. So you get a booth next year competitors. People ask me, Greg, why won't you do SEMA? It's because I'm not going to pay money to be uh, uh, next to a um, person that's not even my competitor. I want to be right next to my competitor. I want to be right across from so them. So it's SEMA that strings the detailing community out. It's not detailing groups that don't want to be together. Yeah, you got to remember, though, Expel has incredible seniority yet they decided to be around other PPF companies. So the people in that industry want to be around each other and make the show more effective. This is my whole point. It's SEMA's seniority and you can move to the bigger hall. Or as an industry, you can say, we're all going to go into this one hall together, which seemingly every other industry does, but detailing. Wheels yeah. and tires, does it? I mean, you don't think rims are competitive? Every rim company is right next to one another. So, so Greg, every overland company is right because the companies take the seniority in our industry and they run away and they think there's a prestige to running into this other hall. That's been my point this entire two discussions that the leadership in these other industries is saying, let's stick together. The leadership in our industry, I mean, does anybody remember where Meguiar's was for years? They were outside by themselves. Yeah. Where, where near like the, uh, the, the, the racetrack, race the man-made racetrack they have at SEMA. They had okay? two booths. It was two booths, one outside. And, and then, then that a big one that was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. 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 So the weirdest part about all of this is, is Greg is, is exactly right. So everyone knows SEMA is a seniority thing and you can move your booth <laughs> as you get more seniority. Yet every other industry doesn't really move their booth. They stick to, I want to be around the other rim companies. I want to be the, around the other PPF companies. Detailing is scattered everywhere. And I mean, here's, here's, that's, that's it. Here's the interesting question that Nick and I were talking back and forth through, which I, I would want to know. Like, I, I find this, this, this synchronism very, very unique to our industry, right? Because Alex, you know this to be true. Bruno, you and I specifically know this to be true. It's extremely hard for a detailer to allow another detailer to come into their area, especially into their shop, because oh, what if they steal my secret sauce, right? What if they find the answer that I have found for my customers and suddenly this other shop is going to do, do you think, right? Do you think that underlying inside of this fear actually trickles up to the companies and to the brands and they're fearful that they're going to be next to their competitor and maybe somebody will go after their secret sauce instead of their own secret sauce? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think you should be able to just buy a booth next to whoever you want to buy a booth next to, but then you should categorize, categorize you in an area, you know? Um, like if I want to buy a booth next I to- go to the detail area. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll go to SEMA when I can buy a booth across from Chemical Guys. And I can be right across from Chemical Guys, directly across from them. I will pay money for that. But until that, and, and it's not going to happen. I, it's more beneficial for me to just walk around SEMA with business cards. All right, Bruno, what are your thoughts? Because I, I, 
I think you were jumping in a second ago and we had a couple different people. So what, what were your thoughts? Oh, you're muted. Hold on. Undo your mic. Yep. Uh, ask to unmute. I don't know. There we okay, go. Okay, here we go. All right. So I want to ask Nick a question first before I, you know, make a comment. Um, so from what I'm gathering, uh, SEMA doesn't have a, it, it isn't a SEMA issue of the details getting into one area. It seems to be, it's just the detailers is the issue of getting together. Yeah. Cause what happens is like Greg shared is you get these like seniority points of you've been to SEMA so many years as a company. And then they'll say, now you get into the big hall. Okay. Do you want to go into this big hall? Okay. Yeah. I go into the big hall. What's it accomplish for me? Uh, I'm on an Island next to the dent guys and, and this guy's selling gloves and this guy's selling a trinket, but I'm in the main hall. So there's prestige to it in a lot of people's mind, right? They think they're getting a benefit out of it. Right. So yeah, that, that's what it is, is that if you specifically, and this is the one I shared, Expel put itself smack dab in the middle of its competitors and it has more seniority than anybody. So why yeah. didn't they run to the main hall? And that, 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 so you, that's what the point is. Yeah, you're right. So, all right. So it's fair to say that a, a detailing chemical company, product company, whatever have you, has the option to approach whoever is in charge of, you know, running SEMA and putting and it, the places where they need to be. It's fair to say that the detailer company or whatever can ask SEMA, hey, I want to be put in this specific hall. Yes. If, okay. if you, the big hall is a seniority thing, but when you're okay. talking about these, these little sub halls, you can right. actually they, they, pick your spot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cause I, cause like, you know, I was, I was trying to listen to you guys' podcast and everything like that. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I mean, with what SEMA started out as, and I'm not sure when the actual detail industry actually started showing up at SEMA and starting creating booths. So I'm not really sure on that, but just from what I know about like what SEMA was started as, you know, I, I feel like they saved the big haul and everything like that for what it's intended for as far as the, you know, aftermarket part companies for, for, for vehicles, you know, Edelbrock and everything like that. So that's, that's just where I'm trying to, to understand like what is going on and where the miscommunication is. So now I'm, I'm understanding a little bit more now. So the detailers have an option to go into these sub halls. And if you do have seniority, you get to go to the, you know, the grand hall, whatever the hell you call it. So I understand now. All right. So yeah, maybe maybe there is a an association out there that could actually put their fucking foot down and get, you know, their shit together and do something about it. Get something done. Ding. You know, do you do you think one of the problems too with SEMA, and I've been going for 12 years now, and you go into that North Hall, and there are there are companies that I think are have so much seniority that they just kind of take up blocks that gives SEMA no choice but to break them up. Like SATA, they're always in the same place um, every year in the North Hall. Um, you know, some of these other companies are always, you know, they're so big and they're just gonna break up everything. I wonder how much pull that some of these detail companies have because there's some good sized detailing companies and you're right about the secret sauce. I mean, that goes on in every industry. Um, I, I got yelled at at WeatherTech I'm a diamond dealer and I went to take a picture of one of their new cup phone holders and guys screamed at me from across the hall said, you know, can't take that picture. It's like, why the hell not? Well, because the Chinese would come in and they're going to take a picture and they're going to go back and replicate it for $2. But they made me delete the picture. So yeah, I think you're right about it, but I, I don't know why they have that feeling because anybody could walk up to any one of those companies and look at their product and, and, you know, try and figure out the secret sauce. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know whether the detailers put that much emphasis or care into, you know, like Nick was saying, and I've been with 12 years and you're right. We scour the entire, we, we walk 35 miles in a week because you're right. We got detailer in the North hall, someone in the South hall. Oh, let's put a couple in, in central and then we'll put some in the tents. And, and yeah, you have to really scrounge to find some of these places. And that's what we do. We go to look for that kind of stuff. And, and, but yeah, it's, and I don't know what the answer is for that because you're right. There's who's, who's taking charge 
in the detailing community to you know to say hey we we need to pool our resources it's better if we're all together than if we're scattered like that because some of those people just get missed every year oh and this and this year really like i said i shared this on the podcast and i really felt for a couple of these brands i mean you have to be there by accident to see where they were at i mean it, it wouldn't even have really showed up clearly on the maps it was that's how far away they were from everything <laughs> and this should have been a year of perfect example of detailing, taking over a little area. There's, there's, there's not a lot of competition to go and walk to SEMA this year and say, hey, we'd really love to take over the West Hall. You know, let's block this off for 15, 20, 30 companies. We're going to organize ourselves. But I think it's, it, it goes to what everybody's kind of getting at here. And I think what everybody's trying to say is there's got to be somebody that finally steps up in a position and says, Hey, let's claim a part of this show because I'm telling you other industries are claiming halls, parts of halls. They're detailing wants to be taken seriously. Okay. This is the big thing. Everybody says we want to go to the next level. SEMA is the perfect example. If you can't get your act together at SEMA, how are you going to have certification programs? I mean, every other industry has their shit together at SEMA. They're, without exception, without exception, there is no major aftermarket part of SEMA that is as bad, as poorly organized as detail. You want to be taken seriously, you're going to have to, somebody's got to step up and fix it, period. Greg, uh, can that get done? Here's a problem with SEMA that I believe. SEMA's run by a lot of people who are old. And by I mean old, I mean over 60. They still believe that it takes years to <laughs> My kind's got one finger up. Can you guess which one it is? I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's <laughs> 64. I can still out. I can run circles around the little guy. So no yeah, big deal. I'm not saying it's a bad thing with the, old, with, the old, with the older deal. But a lot of the people that are running SEMA they're believing right now that it takes years to develop a company. When this is 2022, all you need to start a company is some money. And money is easy to find. You can find money anywhere. You can go get a loan. You can get some credit cards. Start a company, right? Why should people have to work for years just to get in this trade show? It should just be able to be bought. You should be able to just buy a spot because that's all that it takes to run a business is you either need three things, time, money, or talent, or you need two out of the three things, time, money, and talent. So if somebody has money and they got talent, they can just, they should be able to just buy a spot at the SEMA show, but they don't want to be able to do that. Just look how many new innovations have come up in just the past couple of years where companies have started from nothing and gone zero to 100 real quick. So, Greg, do you think and this is this is a part of that question that Alex kind of raised. And this is this we we we've been posing the question of does the detailing industry, is it valued by SEMA? I think there's got to be a a, a, there's got to be an answer to this question is does SEMA even care about the detailing industry is really what we need to start asking. And from what everybody keeps talking about. The answer has to be, from what I've understood, is no. The only right, thing the only thing SEMA cares about is money, dollar bills. That's it. And but if you, we, as an industry, don't come correct, why would they respect you? See, this is this is the chicken and the egg conversation that people in detailing love to have. We don't have our shit together, so we're going to blame SEMA. And that's not how it works. If detailing walked to SEMA with twenty big boy vendors and said, let us take over half of the West Hall. SEMA's not turning it down. SEMA's going to take detailing seriously. They don't know who to talk to. They don't know who to talk to. And, and nobody on this podcast anywhere in detailing can tell me who should they talk to. Who's going to lead that charge and say, let's do the right thing for detailing. When's that going to happen? This is the amazing thing. We can't always just keep blaming everybody else. SEMA, let me tell you something. SEMA's not incompetent. Do we realize how successful SEMA is? They're not incompetent. I understand they may be a behind the times on some stuff, but as a trade show goes, it's un, there's nobody even close. Nobody close to SEMA in the car world. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody even nipping on their heels. 
So why doesn't everybody start to ask, what are, why aren't we taking responsibility in our industry instead of worrying about SEMA? If I walk to SEMA with 30 companies with their shit together, SEMA is going to give us respect. It's that simple. They're, they don't respect detailing because the shit's not together. Nobody's representing detailing. Nobody's talking as a group. Everybody's talking individually. So they're only seeing 20, 30, 40,000 at a time. They're not seeing 5 million dumped into their show from this industry and taken over this one hall. That's my two cents. We just got to stop blaming everyone else. Yeah, it's, I, I think it re they really need to make it a great subcategory. The problem is right now is they got the subcategory is it's like car accessories. You know, we're in, we're in a car accessories. There literally needs to be a category with SEMA called car care. And once they have that and they categorize it properly, we'll be able to have some advancement in this industry. Big pro it's just like a big problem with this industry is there's no auto detailing in Google Maps. And so when people search auto detailing services, they don't come up with a category. It comes up with like auto parts store. And so I don't know if anybody else has Google Maps on this um, chat, but I don't know if they get phone calls from people saying, hey, do you sell light bulbs or oil? Does anybody else get that? Maybe they do. I get it <laughs> four or yeah. five times a day. Oh, yeah. So I got a quick uh, question. Maybe that could be something an association works on. You know, I mean, there's like a lot getting that... things like, you know, auto detailing on Google like that. That'd be kind of modern. Just, you know, my two cents. It would be. That's a great point. I mean, as Bruno said, he hopes that maybe somebody will do it one day. I don't well, know. They got the Bruno, fucking money. I'm with you. And that gray hair sure keeps coming fast for me also while we're waiting. Uh, Dustin, can, can I say something? Marty? Did you just take a shot at my gray hair? No, my gray hair. Oh, all right. All right. Let's make it sure. No, no, your shot at your gray hair was more like a an over the bow, right? It was, um, was kind of over the bow. It wasn't necessarily okay. a direct right. quite Good shot. Save. It was more of a, I'm going to throw that out there. You, you just happen to also have gray hair. Yeah, no, I just, Good save, me. brother. Good save. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike, give me one second. I want to hop over to Dustin and I'll be right back to you because I, I, I want to pick a young guy's brain, right? Like, Dustin, have you ever been to SEMA? Has there, has there been a need to? I mean, you listen to what we're talking about as you go, what the fuck does it even matter to you? Or are you? do you actually find this interesting? Uh, here's my opinion on it. I personally haven't been to SEMA. Uh, I've been to some of the other shows, which I would consider similar to SEMA, but in the power sports industry, uh, like Tucker Rocky has their, you know, their shows once a year. Uh, Western Power Sports does too. Um, very similar to, you know, what SEMA is, but in that industry. Um, uh, so I haven't been to SEMA. I was going to go this year, but it just seems like such a big pissing match and the detailing industry is such a small fish, uh, in a big pond. So, uh, it would, there needs to be more professionalism on our side of things, but, uh, you know, I don't really have a dog in this fight versus Nick and Greg that, you know, know all about where SEMA needs to go. Um, it'd be cool if uh, everything got gathered together and was more organized and uh, you got everybody in one spot. Um, but I guess it just comes down to who's got the most money, right? What it seems like. All right, Mike, what were you saying? The problem with our current organization, and y'all, please don't get mad at me. Please give me a shot here. Okay. Mike, I'm throwing Nick, two fingers up for you. All right. So Nick knows already what I'm going to say. The, the problem with our current organization is it's being, don't get mad at me, it's being run by mid 20 and 30 year olds. Okay. What do you mean? The IDA. Oh. Okay. Hey. Our, president, <clears throat> our president is still wet behind the ears. Okay. He's not the one running it, though. The thing no. about it is, is until we get some veteran leadership, you know, until you guys in your mid 40s, 50s step up and are willing to lead the show, it's not, it's just going to keep going in different directions because the maturity level isn't there. I don't mean to slam anybody in this. Um, I will tell you this. I've been to world of concrete in Vegas, much bigger show than uh, SEMA. 
That's like a well. Amazing. Do you stare at walls that are built with concrete? Is that what you do? It's it's a it's you a rather large. Dry? Is that the it's a, it's a rather large industry, <laughs> um, and it's it runs like a well-oiled machine. I mean, all the all the suppliers are together. Uh, all the innovations seem to be together. What's new? All of them guys are together. Um, specification areas are together. Um, for detailers, SEMA just sounds like a big clusterfuck, as we say in, in construction. And um, yeah, I'm 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 glad that um, I'm hearing this, so I don't I don't blow my money on it next year. Right. But we really need some veteran. We need guys like Nick to step up. Guys thought, like you, Marty. Guys yeah, like yeah, they, Alex. They, 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 we need they, some veteran. I, we need some veteran think, leadership. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you. I don't. I don't think they're going to welcome me with open arms. I, I don't I think, think so either. I, I, I think, think that's, early twenty twenty one. That got voted out real quick. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to worry about them uh, listening to anybody with uh, actual detailing experience. And I, I think that's where I would go with what you're saying. I mean, they're yeah. not really. It's not who's in that organization. It just isn't. And, yeah. and that's not going to change. And, and at the end of the day, SEMA would be really awesome for detailing if we stuck together and everybody was in the same area because the show is great when what you're going to look at, you can look at 30 vendors in 10 seconds. It's a great show. I mean, I, I look, we, I went on the hunt for some real PPF stuff at this show. I could literally go one after another and I got the answers to all my questions very quickly. And that's a great part of the show. And SEMA has it together for a lot of the industry that they deal with. Overland, you know, aftermarket isn't a place. All this stuff is organized because those industries are trying to be organized. SEMA is just not going to organize you for the sake of them doing all the work. I mean, you have to bring yourself to the table the proper way and, and everybody else seems to do it i think we can do it but yeah you don't hold your breath for me, me being invited to uh, any association that that's representing the detailing industry that that's not gonna happen you know it's crazy about the ida I've, a, lot, a lot i hope a lot of people maybe follow me about this i'm actually like i've contacted the ida and i said hey man i'm willing to give free volunteer action on the ida in exchange for a free membership, they said no. That's very interesting. They don't want to trade money for knowledge. Yeah, it's because it, it's all about the money. And, 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 and the idea keeps telling me like, everybody has to pay their fair share. And I'm like, well, why does that fair share have to be in dollars? Wouldn't it be more valuable to have somebody to like volunteer and put some time into it? Or do you have to pay for a sponsorship? It's a great question, Greg. It's a great question. Alex, what are your thoughts? <laughs> first, first of all, it's only like $110 a year. Why wouldn't they just let Greg? I'm sure Greg's time is well worth more than $110 for a year. Well, you point. would think, Alex, right? But I yeah. have seen posts that Greg has put out that and multiple people, not only on boards, but uh, are, are throughout the association, have told him, Greg, just pay your money. Yeah. But I see Greg's point, you know, I mean, if he's going to, if he's going to step up and do something within the organization that not many other people are doing, he should be compensated for it. Just like other people in the organization are compensated for whatever it is that, that they're doing. They um, say they're not so, being compensated, though. Yeah. They say it's all free, Alex. Do you think that they're not getting? Then, then, like Jason says, show me where show me where the money goes, because that's an awful lot of money every year. And then, and then to go with Nick's point about how all these other industries are together. I mean, when I went to SEMA in 2019, I made a wrong turn at Albuquerque and ended up in the tire and wheel hall and oh. walked for like 45 minutes straight feeling like I was in 
uh, a Jetsons or Flintstones cartoon because it just was like the same background, <laughs> wheels and tires, wheels and tires, wheels and tires, wheels and tires. Before I realized, like, I need to go ask somebody where where the detail section is, and then they're like, and "Oh yeah, it's, the models it's change from one tire center to the other." They... Yeah, but they all look the same. There was yeah. wheels and tires, yeah, wheels and tires, just wheels and tires. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Typical yeah. white guy say they all look alike. I know, right? Typical yeah. white guy from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's true. It's true with the wheel and tire. You know what's even worse than the wheel and tire section is the wheel and tire mounting mm, and balancing yeah. machines. They're all the same machine from China with a different, uh, right. uh, different little tag on them. How dare right. you? How dare you? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I went to SEMA once. I had a, I had fun. Um, but but you're right. I mean, it's things are kind of all over the place. Um, you know, I I, I kind of stumbled onto SP3's booth because they were nowhere near um, the rest of the detailing industry. And I don't know if that's maybe because of the seniority thing. Maybe they weren't didn't have enough seniority to even be in the the detail area. They were in a completely different area. And you know, again, had somebody when I was walking around with somebody that they said, hey, let's let's turn down this way and go out this door, this side door, whatever. I wouldn't have never seen them. Um, Interesting that you say that because I find it a little bit different because I went to the SBC booth and, and SB3 booth and it was right next to all the detailing. It was next to a smaller detailing brand called Pistol this year? Pete. You're talking about this year? This year. Yeah. 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 And no, this was this was 19. Oh yeah, nineteen, and they they put them out in the middle of nowhere somewhere, yeah. and it's the same. It's the same reason why I I don't um, purchase a booth at SEMA is because yeah. they're gonna throw throw you in the middle of a corner somewhere in the back, uh, yeah. and then they're gonna wait. They're gonna make you do that for three years, and then by the time three years go goes by, ceramic coating is now obsolete, and we're installing some other type of coating. <laughs> so the company that you spent building for three years yeah. is now obsolete. <laughs> Yeah, and that seniority thing gets yanked pretty quickly if you miss a year. Um, I know a couple of vendors where, you know, they had really good locations in North Hall. They miss a year and they threw them over in the uh, tents right. um, the next year. So that was a question that that was asked on our podcast that we did last week, where um, some of the the vendors had come on to kind of give us their take, you know, and that was one of the things they said, you know, was was come next year do all these detailing companies that bailed on SEMA this year pulled out do they lose some of their seniority or do they lose all of their seniority um you know and these are big big name brands in the in the industry and um, I think I think our answer would be yeah hopefully so and let's all right. meet up in one spot who the fuck cares like I think that maybe is the overall I think my crux of this whole conversation is SEMA doesn't care, right? Anything but they want people there and they want vendors there and they want a big show and they want it to be a lot of fun. Wonderful. What do we care as a detailing industry about SEMA? Should we care? Is that should be the pinnacle place that we arrive and that we go and that if we miss and people tell us that we missed it, that we should hang our heads and go, oh, fuck, my life is over. I yeah. think it should be, I think it should be MTE, Marty. I think it should be MTE. I think I, so there's where I go. At, exactly. That's that's the premise of everything bubbling up. And I'm glad you said it as I was starting to go into it. Right. If there is a expo that cares about detailers, there's no doubt that Mobile Tech Expo puts us in a spot. Not only do they put us detailers on a stage with the Pints of Polishing podcast, and they want community and they want to have people have beers and, and enjoy and talk. And I, I mean, they, they really seem to have a open hand to allow us to do more inside their expo than SEMA. Yeah. So why do certain brands jack off and want to tell us that we missed out when maybe SEMA doesn't really care about our industry really at all. Maybe Marty, yeah. we're just a redheaded stepchild. Go through our content. Go through our content about these shows for the last year. 
somebody explain to me why so many brands behind the scenes were trying to get Mobile Tech Expo Vegas chopped. This is a fact. This is an opinion. They wanted Mobile Tech Vegas gone because they wanted to invest in SEMA. This is a fact that is, is undisputable. This is not my opinion. If Mobile Tech invests in our industry, why were brands going at Mobile Tech trying to destroy Mobile Tech Vegas? Instead of embracing it and saying, okay, yeah, it's close to SEMA, big deal. I'm going to get to talk to mostly detailers. Let's support it. Why, why did nobody from any brand that, that loves SEMA support Mobile Tech Vegas? Right. And actively, actively behind the scenes, through an association and other means, try to take down Mobile Tech Vegas. This, again, is not my opinion. This is factually what took place. And a lot of people don't know that. But every time we did content around supporting mobile tech, everybody thought we had some kind of reason. It's just common sense. Is it not common sense to everybody that if a show loves detailers, that we support the show that loves detail, the detailing industry and not support SEMA, who has everybody scattered six miles away from one another? It seems like not that hard of a thing, but every time you speak up and I, you look, I'm going to make this clear, Alex, you're the one that, that said it the best. Why isn't mobile tech invested into? And it just isn't. Now, right. Orlando's going to be big. Everybody wants to go to that show, but they had a Vegas show where you could really hit more of the detailing industry and they actively, a lot of brands that everybody would know actively shot it down. And I still have not understood what that what that was, why, why anybody did that. And maybe one day it will get explained, but they absolutely value SEMA over mobile tech, no doubt. Well, Nick, one of the things that I remember you and I had a conversation with was the differences, right? So mobile tech was going to offer education day, just like they do in Orlando out in Las Vegas, right? Um, SEMA doesn't do that. So again, for, you know, everybody on the left side of the coast or the left side of the country, it's a shorter go for them and they could do education days. They could learn all the things that are put on in the education days, plus have the detailing stuff and not have to fly all the way across the country for Orlando. It would be a great thing. I mean, if sure, if SEMA had education days and you're like, eh, you know, it's a couple months away, we're just going to be doing the same shit, you know, then yeah, I mean, I, I could kind of see why, you know, they would try to kill MTE, but I mean, going going off of what your your conversation that you and I had that one time, Las Vegas MTE should be big or or at least growing because detailers should want to go do the education days and then be detail oriented. I get it. Alex, man, I think it's a great point. Uh, Bruno, give me one second. I see your hand raised. Alex, the other Alex, <laughs> uh, Alex from still hopped in. Alex, man, have you ever had thoughts of SEMA? Has that been something that's been on your radar? I mean, I'm sure you see it through groups and as you've been around, you've seen SEMA as a big thing. Is that, has that been something you've wanted to go to? Is that it's, on your radar? It's, it's not really, not as a business. Um, it's something like just being a car guy that, that interests me a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have an interest in it that much. Hmm. Okay. Bruno, what's up? So as I'm sitting here listening to everybody uh, talk about how SEMA is, it, it seems like it's not beneficial to detailers. And when I say details, I mean the people who do details, who have shops and work on cars rather than a, a chemical business owner or product business owner. Uh, you know, Alex added that, you know, they were going to put the uh, education into Vegas, you know, which is a good aspect for, for MTE. And I know people will make the argument of, well, you know, there's a lot of camaraderie. You can make a lot of networking and all that stuff too, but you can do that at Mobile Tech Expo on top of actually benefiting from the show itself, rather than just going to SEMA and partying for three days and then going home broke. I mean, is my assessment wrong on that? Bruno, you're, you're touching on a complete different thing that I'm not sure if you're really ready to go call out 
these detailers that have been posting selfies and talking about how yeah, dude, amazing I, it I, is. I, dude, it's an amazing lot. Listen, dude, they're at these care. booths and they're taking selfies saying they're helping so many people. And then they're, you know, at the part, like, are you sure you're really, uh, Bruno, really? Are you ready I'm to I'm not call trying to make enemies. Out? I'm not trying to make enemies here, but I'm being realistic, dude. Like, seriously. Let's, it's, let's, it, be, let's be honest. SEMA, SEMA's a detailer's vacation. Exactly. I Listen, mean, honestly. That's, we, that's we, can, we, can, we can write it off. We can go to Vegas, right? We, we hang out with our friends. We party. We buy, maybe buy some product. We take a vacation during, you know, maybe, maybe from some people that's, you know, coming up slow time of the year or whatever. It's just, it's just vacation time. Alex, is yeah. that why you think that some people and certain brands and people have said, you know, how amazing it was because they felt like, you know, it's like, hey, if you go on a trip, you want to tell everybody how amazing it is? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, what Greg was saying was some of the things that we heard, you know, that that the the leads were bigger because the people that came this year came to spend, right? It wasn't just the mass people just like, see, it's my vacation. I'm going to hang out, party with my friends. The people that went, went to spend money. So yes, the leads were better the the sales were bigger so maybe from the point of view of some of the vendors yeah it was a great SEMA because they probably did more or you know at least it felt like they did more because they dealt with less you know tire kickers and and actual people who were who were spending and buying um I, I, it is one, that is one uh, perspective. Absolutely. And I hope for the people that did invest, I mean, what is it, Greg, do you remember how much it is to invest into a booth at SEMA? I mean, it's, it's quite a large amount of money. I hope that they were able to recoup it. it. Greg, do you think as you walked around, did people recoup their money? Is that, I mean, was it? No, no. I mean, I, I was, I mean, I don't want to name any names, but I was, very, very unimpressed with other people's booths and what they brought to the game. I thought really there was really only booth, there was only one booth that was popping and that was Ceramic Pro's booth because that that Ceramic Pro, that brand, they invest in people. So they have so many people there and those people were talking to people. They were interacting as opposed to another brand. I think it was Smatas. Smata's brand just had like um, a, a bunch of like nothing there on, it was like a swap meet table, right? And their, um, their employees obviously didn't know who, what was going on or, or who anybody was, they were just slapped in the booth. Cause if I could walk up to a booth and nobody knows who I am and I'm able to chit chat, like they don't know who I am. It's, it's, I could tell that they're not there and they're not in the detailing industry. <laughs> it's almost like they have no idea <laughs> that one of their competitors is just looking at all their stuff, taking pictures. If it doesn't even question well, them, <laughs> they're so, not, they don't know what's going uh, on. Greg brought up a booth, Ceramic Pro. Why also was it busy? Because they chose to be grouped with all the PPF booths. They didn't choose detailing. They chose film. They were in the film area of that show right next to Expel, right next to all those other brands. They, again, have seniority, like Expel does, could have been in the main hall. Guess where they were at? In the film area. But but that's because Ceramic Pro's booth was selling Kavaka film. No, no, I understand that. But they yeah. also sell a coating. And my, my point is, they're, they're selling film. I understand that part. But every detailer gets on a forum and bitches or, or supports a brand like Ceramic Pro. Ceramic Pro didn't try to find other detailing companies. They tried to find the film section and said, yeah, we'll go next to Expel. Yeah, and I, I mean, the reason I, I was actually talking to them at their booth for a while, and, I, and, I, and everybody that was an installer at CP Booth was convinced that Ceramic Pro, or it's not Ceramic Pro, but Ceramic Installation Industry is garbage. <laughs> and that they all are installing PPF. That's what, that's the main thing that I got out of it was Greg, that hold on, PPF hold on, is a higher, yeah. I think, let me, let me, hold on, pause for a second. Let's, let's double check this fact that you just said right there. Has, as you and I have talked about over the past year, based off of that statement, 
because we have a multi-layer brand who from 16, 17, 18, right? It's been plummeted, 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 and so many raving. But did you just say that that same brand is almost pulling out? Not only, oh. Alex, as we say brands of pulling out of expos, are they starting to pull out of what they've been at for the past years because they see so much more volume through the application of PPF versus, well, now that times are tough, people aren't going to be able to do five layers of coating and charge four grand. Um, I, I, what I got out of it was is that everybody that's installing ceramic coatings with ceramic pro this is the i don't i, I don't work for ceramic pro i i don't install ceramic pro i'm not a ceramic pro anything this is just what i got from viewing third party out there and, and talking i was a, i was talking to people there for at least an hour um the people that are installing ceramic pro are making money with ceramic pro obviously that's why they're installing it or it's their brand of choice that they're using in their shop they're selling the labor but I believe that the at-home application of ceramic has thus put a dent in those people's purchasing or those people's um, uh, ceramic installation jobs. And thus, PPF is where it comes in because obviously they, people can't install PPF at home. It's much more difficult and they can't get the PPF at all, but they can go on Walmart, Amazon, anywhere. They can buy ceramic coating. We just released another one this week and you can go ahead and just buy it and install it at your home. But obviously it's not that way with PPF. So, so PPF is a more professional based item. So I think that answer is yes, right? Has that bubble began to dramatically burst if one of the main front runners is now at SEMA, not even pushing their coating as the main front runner and they have switched directions Maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a great as you and I begin dissecting it over the past year. This could be that point where we can stick that flag in the ground and go, "Cool, what we have seen over the past year is now being displayed that it is happening." I I would look at that and say, "There's no doubt about it." Listen, I want to jump yeah. over because I know Nick Grooms has hopped over into his kitchen. He was outside earlier. Is there anything going on with cooking with Nick tonight, or what? Mm -hmm. Okay, so short answer is no. Mama made food oh, tonight. Cooking with Nick is out. No, I am, and I'm also. I'm really glad I didn't take. Uh, I'm really glad I didn't have any alcohol tonight. I love this conversation. I am absolutely adoring this because I'm a SEMA virgin. I've never been. I've never been to any expo like that. But I have some thoughts. Um, Marty, Nick, anybody that's been to SEMA, I, I would really love your feedback on this. Um, it seems like SEMA just wants your money. Like it doesn't seem like they're really making any organizational effort unless it is specifically asked for usually by a, a very, very mature entity. Like, like what you were saying with, with older people that have had a, a lot of experience, you know, organizing these kind of events, organizing, you know, these companies, presenting a company, that sort of thing. So Nick, that begs to Nick, just kind of asked the question, um, since you also brought this up a lot, should that organizational effort be asked for by an association like the IDA, which brings up the other question from what I'm hearing tonight, are they still a leader? Or should it be asked by a bunch of individual companies seeking coagulation in that event? It seems like, as well, SEMA just is a, just for clout. Whereas if you want business from what I'm hearing, MPE might be the way to go. But Makes sense. what do you guys think? I don't know who's got the dog. The dog sure is trying to chime in on their conversation. He's, a, he's got his opinions. Yeah, it, it's a great question, no doubt. Uh, but we're right at one hour. So, Nick, let's let's pick that up next week. It's a great question, okay. man. It's a great question. Let's pick that up next week. Where do we go as an industry? Have we began to see the tides change? Do we find as what I feel and what many others have started to really start to grow on is does MTE start to take that hold? Do, do brands, even though they pulled out from 2021 and caused a major catastrophe in early 2021, did that set the stage for the rest of 2021? Whereas others began to follow suit and just 
continued to pull out the best they could. Listen, we all know pull-out game. The better you got your game, the stronger you'll be down the road. Uh, so did they try and continue to pull out? I don't know. It's, it is a good question. What does Mobile Tech 2022 look like? Hey, the best code, Alex knows, the best code to use for 15% off is PINTS. If you go to Mobile Tech Expo and sign up for Education Day or the regular Expo, use discount code PINTS for 15% off. Alex will throw his vote in for that all day long, won't you, Alex? <laughs> I'm just joking with you, man. Oh, only, uh, only Alex because we're on your podcast also has a discount code. You know, it, Mobile Tech is doing a good job of starting to infiltrate into, you know, because talking with Sheldon and what he's seen, he's taken a really good approach going in and working with detailers now. And, you know, what will, right? It's still just a question because we don't know what happens behind the scenes of mobile tech. We don't know. We like Sheldon, good dude, but there's ownership inside of mobile tech, right? You know, there's all kinds of stuff that goes along inside there too. So what will happen with mobile tech 2022? I hope as many others, I hope it's amazing. I hope a lot of people show up. We'll be there on stage recording podcast and uh, giving out free beer at the community pub there on Friday night when you walk out. So hope everybody can join us. And we're going to close up with the tab out question of the night. Hey, Greg, I know you don't come on to the, uh, the pubs too often, but I think you have been at a bar when it's been late and there's this drunk guy at the bar and he gets his tab and he starts asking random questions to people. Maybe that was you. We're not sure. We're still waiting for actual footage, but uh, here's the tab out question from Derek. He usually does it for us, but he is uh, still on his honeymoon. Jeez, that's a two week honeymoon in the amazing tropics of Hawaii. <laughs> so he has been living it up. He's been walking around volcanoes. And then today he was at the beach. So yeah, I'm get, getting some miles on those knee pads, huh? <laughs> Definitely. He's been, maybe he's not actually the knee pads have been back in storage, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't How's know. He maybe for the trip? he's been on the volcanoes doing knee pad exercises. <laughs> I get it. Uh, what's one that your customers can say when they first talk to them? Can you make you, wait, what? That did not make sense. I think he's been drinking quite a bit and I just read it, but, uh, cause he said he's been on the beach hanging out. And so, uh, it's something about what's one that your customers can say when you first talk to them, can you make you immediately hate them? I think he said, could you say something that make anyway that I think Derek's the drunk guy at the end of the bar and he didn't make sense with that question whatsoever. So we're going to just close it on out. Greg, man, Marty, I'm glad you wait, hang on a second, Marty. I got, I got one thing to say about the MTE when you're asking what's going to happen with MTE or how MTV's MTE is going to be right. There's only one way to find out. Show up. You got to yeah. come. You got to yeah. come hang out. Yeah. yeah. You know, Mark, you know, Marty, I'll throw in one more thing. And since I came in, you know, Masterson's uh, is going to be at MTE. That's what you're saying. I'm, I'm, re oh, I'm really hell hoping. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who on uh, this, on this deal, <laughs> there's a lot maybe of people not. on this deal that I know didn't go to SEMA or have not been to SEMA. I know there's like been three people so far I've talked and I just want to tell this to people. Don't think just because you didn't go to SEMA or, or just because SEMA was weird this year, we're questioning it not to go to SEMA because it's like you're at bat and with any batting, you just, you got to get to the plate and take the bat. And that's why I went to SEMA, even though I knew, and I talked about this for months with Marty, that, it, that we knew it wasn't going to be as good as previous years, but I still went, I still showed up. I still made great connections. I still had a great time and I still made great business and it was still a plus for me. It was not a negative. Agreed. Agreed. Right? But how many mobile detailers could expend the money that it takes to go to Vegas and get those same results? That is the question that looms for so many people. And would mobile tech be a better alternative for them? We don't know. 
Let's dive into that next week, Greg. I'm glad you hopped on, man. Thanks so much. Uh, Kevin, great to see you again. Definitely good to see you too, Marty. See, see you again next week. Yeah, community, man. Thanks so much. Alex, good talk, man. Glad you hopped on. Dustin, good to see you. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll, we got some great stuff. So thank you for being a part. <clears throat> Mike, I know we had some good conversation earlier. Old school motherfucker. Awesome, man. Love, uh, love what you continue to put out. And I know some people have hopped off, so I'm going to miss some people because it's shifting around. But guys, thanks so much, Alex, Nick, Dave. I just, I love, I love that you? Greg waves to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me giggle every time. <laughs> well, I do too, I guess, because you guys are there. You know? <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll see you all next week on the Community Pub. All right, later, guys. See you guys. Good night, yeah, guys. Thank you.